Welcome everybody. My name is Jada and you're listening to The Art of Bliss. Well guys, um, I mean here we are, episode two. I am so excited to be doing this. You know, this podcast journey has really started off really well and I'm enjoying it. I'm loving it and I really hope that you guys are loving it too and that it's just been really beneficial. And so yeah, basically As you can see by the title, you know, this is part two, and the title is Put Your Crown On. And at first, at first I wasn't, like, going to call it that. Um, It was just going to be, like, living in your worth, which is, like, what this is about. Like, I didn't change the whole theme. But Put Your Crown On, I don't know, it just, like, came to my mind. And it just has so much authority behind it about just, hey, girl, this is how you walk in your worth. You know your worth, so now put it on, walk in it. And yeah, that's basically where I got the title from. It just sounded really like, I don't know, kind of like sassy, but like not, I don't know. Anyways, (laughs) y'all get what I'm trying to say, I'm sure. But yeah, Uh, just to recap, well, I said recap. This is basically just summing up some things. I don't know if I explicitly said in the last podcast, but in order to move forward today, I think that these things I'm about to say need to be said. Okay, so as I said, there are just some things that I wanted to explicitly say and be clear about, just outline that I don't think I necessarily said word for word in the last episode, but really do need to be said, I believe, in order to understand and truly like get like in your heart the things I'm going to say in this. So anyways, I want to start with worth, like the definition of worth. And so, you know, your worth is how much value is placed upon you. And so just for example, really quick, like, um, I don't know, if you're like at the store and you want to buy this shirt, well, that shirt is $25. That's how much value is placed upon that. It is believed to be worth $25. And so anyways, if you are following Christ, if you are saved, if you have relationship with him, you know, your value is found in the price that he paid on the cross. And that goes into salvation and what that encompasses. And I do want to get this out of the way. Um, For the longest time, not because... I don't know how to phrase this necessarily. Um, For the longest time, not because I rejected everything else, but because I simply was not taught. I simply did not know um, about everything that salvation encompasses. I really did believe that it was a get out of hell free pass. And guys, that is so not true. You know, salvation, yes, when you receive Jesus Christ, you are going to heaven. And that's great and that's awesome and it's beautiful. But salvation is so much more. You know, salvation restores all of the consequences of sin. Everything that happened at the fall of man when Adam and Eve disobeyed God and they sinned, everything that was taken from them in that moment is restored through salvation. And so one of those things is your worth. And your worth encompasses the things that are restored, including <laughs> including your authority and just overall who you are as a daughter of the king, as a daughter of God um, or son. I don't, <laughs> once again, I don't know, like you could be a guy and listening to this and that's great. Like you go, you go. But yeah, so anyways, 
also going into that, you know, before you were saved, before you received Jesus as your Lord and Savior, that is known as in the Bible, the old creation. You were old, an old creation. And then when you receive Jesus, almost like a rebirth, you step into that new creation and you step in to everything God has called you to walk in and to live in. Uh, I do want to clarify <laughs> as well, you know, some people, they, you consider yourself saved and you are saved, but you don't necessarily understand how to walk in exactly what salvation has provided you with and the opportunities and everything there is to it. It's like you're saved, but you're living in these chains because you don't know exactly all that is available for you let alone how to walk in it, how to activate it. And so that is just that line between old creation and new creation. And so there's a lot, <laughs> a whole lot you've access to when you were saved. But for today, because that's not necessarily what we're talking about, all you need to know to understand and truly walk out today's episode is that in salvation, you know, you have access to all the things of heaven in everything that you have as a daughter of the one and only king. And so one of those things is your worth. In order to understand your worth, you have to renew your mind, which means getting into God's word or the Bible and seeing what it says, studying what it says. And as you read it, asking the Holy Spirit to reveal things, point out specific scriptures to you, um, that you need to hear and that you need to understand, which ultimately, you know, we want to understand all of them, but yeah, just asking the Holy Spirit to reveal that to you. And so overall, the whole meta narrative of the Bible, which is like the over, like the overarching theme of the Bible points to Jesus Christ and the work he has completed through salvation. And it's just such a beautiful thing, but you know, yeah, you have to renew your mind to understand your worth. And, you know, when you really have that understanding of your worth, you're not going to want to live the way you used to and do the things that you used to do. Practical example, if somebody is really, really, really hardcore into gossiping before they're saved, or even let's get real, they're saved, you know, they're going to heaven or whatever, <laughs> but they don't understand their worth and they don't understand all that salvation encompasses. And so, yeah, basically pre-understanding their worth, somebody's like gossiping and just like all the time, which I get we all stumble, but like, you know, let's get real, like doing drugs, that's a way more drastic example. But then they understand their worth, they get saved, and, um, you know, they just don't want to live the way that they used to and do the things you, or do the things they used to do. I have heard countless stories of people all ages older people, really young people, and you know, they're out in the world living and just not living the way Jesus called them to. Some of them just like living life, like they're not necessarily doing anything wrong, but they're not saved. And some of them, yeah, like they're, they're out in the streets, like doing crazy stuff. But, um, and then they found Jesus, like, and their life was completely turned around. Their desire to do those things that they did previously was no longer there. Like they understood their worth and the price that was paid on the cross and they just didn't, like it was just gone. And so, but with that being said, it's not necessarily an immediate thing all the time. You do have to renew your mind 
and spend time in prayer and in the word. And that's just so important daily. But yeah. Guys, I don't, <laughs> this, I'm sorry, this is off topic, but I don't know why I'm so winded right now. <laughs> like, I am so sorry if you have been hearing me or have yet to hear me breathe like really hard in the mic because literally I am like, I feel it. Like my heart is beating and I don't know why, because I just ate a snack and was like, okay, let's go record. Like I didn't run. I didn't do nothing. So sorry. <laughs> Apologies if you hear that. But anyways, back on track. Um, you know, living out your worth daily, one of the biggest keys to living out your worth, you have to tell the devil who you are regularly. And I don't mean, you know, and this is great, you should do it then, but like when you're having a mental breakdown, a mental breakdown, <laughs> and you're crying, and you're all over the place, and you're like, you know what, it's time to stand up and tell the devil, like, who I am, and like, I need to stop crying and laying on the floor, it's time to get up, like, that, like, yes, do it then. But you need to be intentional. Like, this should be something you are doing on a daily basis. You need to be telling the devil who you are and what you are worth. And literally, if you were to come in my room sometimes and, like, you didn't know what I was doing, it would be so creepy. Like, you will catch me in my bed or just, like, praising Jesus, like, listening to worship music and, like, worshiping him or whatever. And I just get in this place. I get in this mood. And all the time, I'm just like, yeah, like... <laughs> Like, devil, you are defeated. You don't know who you're messing with. I'm a daughter of the king. I am righteous. I am lovely. I am wise. I am healed. I am intelligent. I am made whole. And, like, all of these declarations that the word has. And literally, like, if you were to walk in my room, she'd be like, oh, my gosh. Like, this girl's psychotic. Like, she's yelling at the wall. But for real, it's okay. It's okay. And you should. You should be intentional about telling you the devil Telling the devil who you are regularly. And it doesn't have to be all yelling and stuff, but just be like, oh, by the way, like, this is who I am and you can't have me because Jesus Christ has me. And sometimes I do that when I'm being tempted. Like, the devil will come at me and try to tempt me with stuff. And in that moment, the Holy Spirit is convicting me and, like, speaking to me on the inside and is like, girl, now's your chance. Like, you can tell him who you are. And I'm like, all right, I will tell him who I am. And so I'm like being tempted and he's like, ah, I got her. And I'm like, actually, no. And literally out loud, I'll be like, no. Like I will say the word no. And I'll be like, devil, you cannot have me. This is who I am. And basically everything I just said. So yeah, it's also helpful to just tell him who you are in temptation, but do it daily. Do it regularly. I also want to read 1 John 3, 1. It says, behold, what manner of love the father has bestowed on us that we should be called children of God. Therefore, the world does not know us because it did not know him. You know, we are children of God. That's the New King James Version. The message version, I also want to read that. It says, what marvelous love the Father has extended to us. Just look at it. We're called children of God. That's who we really are. But that's also why the world does not recognize us or take us seriously. Because it has no idea who he is and what he's up to. Wow. Crazy. Um, so yeah, you're a child of God. And sometimes the world just isn't going to recognize that. And so they're just going to treat you how they want to treat you, which brings me to my next point. You know, you, you know, the devil is always going to be coming at you with the spirit of offense. The spirit of offense, um, and I don't mean offense, offense, O-F-F-E-N-S-E, um, offense is not biblical. It is not a biblical concept. And so many people do not know that because the devil throws it at us all the time. I do want to clarify, being hurt 
you know, you're going to get hurt. People are going to hurt you. There's really not a serious way around that, but there is a way around the spirit of offense. And one thing, one way you can, one way to go around the spirit of offense, sorry, that was a lot, um, is just to understand why people do what they do, why people make fun of you, why they come at you, why they're like, girl, you're just weird, like, chill. <laughs> why they just don't see the Jesus in you and are just like, you, like, no, that's weird. It's because they don't know who the father is. They don't know what he's done. They don't know who he is. They don't know what he's up to. And we're supposed to feel bad for those people. You know what I mean? Like, it's easy to get offended and be like, oh my gosh, like, I don't want to, you know, like that hurt a whole lot and I'm offended. And like, wow, they really said that about me. Like, how dare they? Um, but we need to be feeling bad for these people. We need to have sympathy for them because, you know, they don't know Jesus. They don't know what he's done on the cross or if anything, they're just bitter about it. And so, yeah. Just taking out that spirit of offense. If you catch yourself getting offended, one of the best things you can do is in that moment or like if you're like in a big room, just like go by yourself <laughs> and literally talk to God, pray to him, be like, God, I am feeling offended because X, Y, Z, tell him what happened. You know, please help me to overcome this. And I thank you that, you know, the spirit of offense, start talking to the spirit of offense, just like you talk to the devil, be like spirit of offense. You have no place in my life. You have to leave in the name of Jesus, X, Y, Z, and yeah. So I firmly believe, you know, it's really, it's really easy to feel empowered by the things I'm saying and by the things you hear other people say. And you're like, yes, girl, I'm going to put that crown on. I'm going to live in my worth and I'm going to do what Christ has called me to do and live out his plan for me and walk in that God-given authority. And you do, you go do it. Like you say you're going to do it and you do it and it's great. You are living in what God has for you, but then you get tired. And that is not, like, that is natural to get tired um, in your walk. But you have to fight the good fight of faith. And that is really when the devil starts throwing in those opportunities at you. You know, that's when he starts throwing in, oh, well, you could just, like, take this job. Like, it'd be so much easier than moving out here and doing this and getting this job that doesn't look as good and X, Y, Z. Or he throws in that potential friendship. Oh, like, finally, you know, I've been so lonely and now, like, there's this girl and she's really nice and, like, we could be best friends possibly someday and X, Y, Z. You get into this relationship and it's your destruction. Like, you go down the wrong path and before you know it, you're out here doing all this stuff and you're like, oh my gosh, like, I'm not even seeking the Lord anymore. How'd this happen? I was doing so good. Uh, and so, yeah, you just have to trust the promise of the future. You have to trust what God has for you is so much greater than what the world could ever offer you. It is worth the wait and you cannot settle. Do not settle for what the world has to offer, which is ultimately what the devil is offering in front of you. And so I just want to read, you know, Matthew 6, 25 through 34. Uh, let me get that real quick. Okay, so I'm reading from the New King James again. And the title of this little section is Do Not Worry. Therefore, I say to you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air, for they neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you of not more value than they? Sorry, <laughs> taking a breath. Which of you by worrying can add one cubit to his stature? So why do you worry about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin, and yet I say to you, 
that not even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Now if God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is, and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, <laughs> will he not much more clothe you, O you of little faith? Therefore do not worry, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For after all these things the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly Father knows that you need all these things. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. I love that part. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about its own things. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. I know that was a lot. <laughs> and you probably heard a lot of my, um, me being wounded throughout that. Uh, uh whatever. Okay. Oh, well. But, uh, yeah. So... Yeah, it's really easy to start worrying and worry is definitely something that the devil uses in our lives when we start to get tired. And that's when he starts to throw in those things that are honestly horrible opportunities and he decorates them and like throws sprinkles on them and makes them look all cute. And it's like, oh yeah, I could just do this. Like that's comfortable. Like, you know, that's easy. It doesn't require much. Like I can just rest in that. And it's just not it. Sorry, I just like clapped because I'm so fired up. But yeah, it's just not it. And so if you just trust that what God has for you is so much greater and just hold on to the promise that he knows what you need. He knows what tomorrow has to bring. And if you're following God, he has good to bring to you. Then that is enough. The next key I want to give is just practice kingdom principles. Stay in the word and remind yourself of your worth. And so, yeah, with staying in the word, you don't have to. I mean, it's great and you should read the Bible every day. But that doesn't mean being all religious about it. I mean, like, I have to read this because, like, I'm a Christian. I have to read it. No, it's staying in the word with the intention of, um, you know, just following God and doing what he's telling us to do and with the intention of growth in mind. And so you just have to remind yourself of your worth. And in order to remind yourself of your worth, you have to know um, where your worth is rooted, which is in the Bible and what God has to say about you and in salvation. And so, yeah, in order to remind yourself of your worth, you have to know what you're worth and you have to constantly remind yourself. And that is something that I would say I've struggled with the most out of these keys is just reminding myself of my worth. Um, I sometimes can get in a place where I'm just like doing my thing and just being that Christian is just like, I'm a Christian, like, let me sing my worship music and pray or whatever. But I'm not reminding myself of my worth and of how much God, like of how much he loves me and how much I mean to him and where that value is. And so I start getting down on myself and that's when you start to question your worth and it's like, am I really this and I'm not good enough and I'm not um, pretty enough and I'm not smart enough and all these things. And so that's when you just have to read what the word says about you. And just like you talk out loud to the devil, like I said earlier, um, you can be talking out loud to yourself, which some people think is really weird in general. But sometimes I be doing that, like reminding myself of my worth. Like I will stand in front of a mirror and be like, I am beautiful. I am enough. I am this. Like things that the word says about me. Even if I like don't really believe it on surface level in that moment, just knowing that in my spirit and knowing that that's what the word says about me. Um, you know, there's death and life and the power of the tongue. Yeah, like just saying those things out loud um, helps so much. The next thing I want to discuss, um, you know, I cannot stress the importance of enough, and that is community, Christ-centered community. One of the most popular 
ways and it's a biblical way to have Christ in your community is just by attending and being involved in a local church. And I don't mean watching online service once every month or once every two months from some church. If you're doing that, like I'm not coming at you, but I'm just saying it's really hard for the community aspect to happen if that's what you're doing. And so, yeah, just getting plugged in and having people that can build you up, having people that can encourage you is just so important. And you might be in a place where you literally can't join a local church at the moment. I don't know what circumstance that would be. You know if that's you, not like making excuses, but like if that is literally you, um, then I encourage you to try to find a spiritual mentor. Pray to God, let them know like, hey God, I feel a lack of Christian community. Like, please send some people my way or send a person my way, but people, because that's what community is. Um, and he will, he'll send those people your way to pour into you that can encourage you and build you up. And y'all can just talk Jesus with and it'll be great. And just to get kind of vulnerable, vulnerable, I think that's the word <laughs> that I'm looking for. But yeah, like, um, I would say this is May. I would say probably like January, uh, around that time. You know, I have Christ-centered community. I am involved in my local church. Shout out to Covenant Life Church. If you're listening from there, I love you guys so much. Uh, best church ever. But um, yeah, so like I'm involved in church and I have Christian friends and they're great. And I know a lot of them are probably listening. But as for literal people that were building me up constantly, I didn't have a lot of people super close to my heart um, that were doing that. And I didn't really feel lonely. Like I didn't feel lonely for real. It was just like, hey God, <laughs> like right now, you are my best friend. He's always my best friend. But like that was my one and only like friend friend. And um, I was like, please just send some people my way. And within a couple months, he sent two, I say two people. He sent several people, but just some people my way that are like the best people ever. We are constantly building each other up, constantly talking Jesus. And God was just so faithful in that. So, like, don't be afraid to be like, hey, God, I don't feel like I have a Christian community um, that I can go to and that I can spend time with people. And community can also be like friendships. You know, I don't have those friends. You might say I'm in a local church and it's great and it's fun. <laughs> I don't know. Fun. But uh, <laughs> yeah, like you don't have those friends. Um, he'll send you those friends that are there for you and building you up and just... Like I said, doing life, doing Jesus with you. And it's just awesome. And he is faithful to provide. He did that for me. And that kind of leads me to my last point, which is be as real as possible with God. You know, God knows your heart. He knows what you're going through. He knows your circumstances, regardless if you want to tell him or not. He knows what you said to so-and-so three days ago. And he knows that you cried <laughs> in your room two nights ago. I don't know. I'm just making stuff up now. But he knows. And so why are we, you know, I'm, I, I'm guilty of this. I do this sometimes. But why do we filter our conversations with God? Like, I just feel so bad sometimes when I do that. Because I'm like, God, I just talked to you. And in my head, I'm like, that was like half honest. Like, I said truth. But like, that wasn't the whole truth type stuff. And so, yeah. Just being as real as possible with God. Something that I've implemented is just being like, hey God, I feel this way. 
like fill in the blank how I feel because this just happened and like tell them what happened or tell them the circumstance. Like I feel, maybe you feel lonely because I just realized that I don't have any friends. I haven't been with any of my friends in weeks or talked to them. And um, like I said, I don't know your circumstance, but when you were real with God, when you were raw and you were honest, that's when the most work can be done. You know, he's going to take what you give him and work with that. And so whatever you give him, like he's going to take that and do measurably more than you could even ask or think or imagine or anything. And so, yeah, just be real with God because that's when the most growth and change just like takes place. So that is really all that I have to say about living out your worth or putting that crown on. Um, but if y'all have any questions or anything in your lives pertaining to the episode or in general, like I just love to talk to y'all. So if there's anything going on, but especially pertaining to the episode, like if there's a circumstance, you're like, hey, this is great, but this is my circumstance. What do I do? I would love to talk about it. You know, you can message me on Instagram at blissful.jada. You can follow me on Instagram at blissful.jada and make sure that you subscribe to this podcast on whatever platform you're listening to, and I will talk to you guys soon.